Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 55 of Podcast in Death. And this one is a little different because as we told you before, a couple of weeks ago, we did a podcast with our kind of sister podcast, Romancing the Shelf. Where we discussed um, what Jen and I think are the early prototypes for even Rourke, and they do a thing where they they read they're reading all of Nora's books in chronological order. So this Which month, is a lot of books. There's a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so th- this month they were reading the Night Tales series, and I had sent them a message on Instagram basically said, well, we have some things to say once you get to that, you know? <laughs> so they had us on and it was a, a, a bonus podcast for them. They played it last week. Um, but they also sent us the file for the entire thing because they didn't play the entire thing on their podcast. It could only be a um, half hour. So, um, and I you just, know us, right? <laughs> yeah, and you know us, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were like, uh, this is an, not going to work. A half an hour, what? Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't know how to talk for a half an hour. No, we do not. Um, so, um, anyway, this week is when we're all on vacation, yeah. So, um, we're playing this for you as a bonus or kind of. You know, vacation podcast. Vacation podcast. Vacation. So you guys don't miss us while we're gone. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and this one, it starts out with us asking them the fan questions. So you can kind of get to know them a little bit. If you don't already, uh, if you already listen to their um, podcast, they came over to us but after listening to theirs. Um, you know, this might be interesting to you that you can get to know them a little bit better by listening to these fan questions that we asked them. Yeah, at the they very were beginning. great, by the way. They were they were really fun to talk to, and yeah, 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 they yeah. were so nice. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic, and we've already talked about doing some other things together. Yeah, obviously, our worlds are going to collide when um, when remember uh, when we remember when. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to do a podcast then as well. Now we're going to get to that well before them. Right. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll just have to we'll wait until they get We'll have to go back there. and revisit. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they want to do about that. If they're going to, if they're going to, I, I've talked to them about it, but I'm not sure what their plan is for that. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, we could have them on with us for that yeah, one. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. We could just do yeah, one and, and it'll be just them on our show. And then when they get to it, then it, it could be us on their show. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It's coming up for us. Yeah. Yeah. Months. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, we're going to play this for you and we hope you like it. And um, that's it. You guys have anything else? Enjoy it. Now yeah. you know what it's like to live in the in-death world. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, we know I'm, nothing about. We know. Oh my God. It's going to be so embarrassing. We like know nothing, yeah. but I'm like so interested to, to hear about everything. Yeah. 
And, you know, I tried to when I when I did these questions, I tried to relate them to in death because, you know, most of the people that are on our show know in death. Um, yeah. But, you know, we had <laughs> we we gave these questions to my daughter because she was on our podcast and she has absolutely no clue about in death. And she was like, I don't know about any of this. And I was like, it's fine. You you can answer them. You don't have to know about in death. Okay. Okay. okay that's Caitlin, good to know. Caitlin did a great job with it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. She did a great job with it. Well, she's and, Caitlin. So she's like a superhero. But. Um, I don't know if Emily warned you about me that I have a toddler who has a stomach flu. So oh, poor guy. So yeah. hopefully, um, hopefully I don't seem like too brain dead and hopefully I don't have to like suddenly disappear. You're fine. You're fine. fine. No worries at all. We, that um, happens to us all the time. Half the time we're stopping recording because our dogs are barking or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We know how it goes. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to go ahead and start my questions while we're waiting for Tara. Okay. If that's okay. Yes. Okay. Well, the first one is favorite in death book and you guys don't have one. So embarrassing. Um, I would say the first one, like first one, I'm anticipating reading it. It's going to be great. Yay. Amazing. Emily. Great answer. Yeah. Good answer. Um, we also, uh, second one is in de- favorite in death character, which again, <laughs> we don't have, I don't, I just, hear Just say Rourke. You'll be fine. That's the I thing. was going to say Rourke. Or Eve. He's supposed to be like super awesome and yeah. maybe magic. That's what I'm gleaning from. He might be magic. Instagram posts and the podcast episodes I've listened to. Interesting. So maybe magic. Might be magic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all I know from what, you know, from Everything I've watched and seen and heard is that people are obsessed with Rourke. So yeah, he's pretty great. Yeah. Um, so this next one will be easy then. Um, what's the last book you read and not in death related? Okay. Oh, that, death that I completed um, because I, I'm currently reading Legacy because I got the art. Oh, oh yeah. I saw that. yeah. <laughs> and I just finished. What was it? The Calhouns. Megan's Mate. Megan's oh. Mate. Mm. Nice. So we finished Megan's Mate and recorded it. And um, and so I moved on and was like trying to get as much non-Nora in as I could. And so I read a YA book and then I just read another modern uh, or a contemporary romance called The Right Swiped by Alicia Ray, I believe is her last mm. name, R-A-I. And it was so good. So I listened to it on audiobook and it was it was a great modern, um, you know, romance. I really liked okay. it. Awesome. Check that out. Yeah. I like the modern romances. AJ's a historical fan. But. I'm a historical fan, yeah. <laughs> the YA book I read was historical fiction. What so. was that? Awesome. Yeah. I like to read all sorts of things. For oh, work. I do too. I do too. That's why I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I read We Are Not Free by Tracy Chi, um, and it is set in um, during the 1940s, um, and it focuses on a group of Japanese-American teenagers who are a group of friends mm. in San Francisco, and their families are all forcibly relocated to um, camps in Utah and California. Oh, and so it, each, um, I listened to the audiobook for that one as well, and it's a full cast audio. And so each, um, sorry, hang on just a second, admit. Tara's here. Um, oh, awesome. So each chapter is focuses on a different character and they each have their own voice actor. And it was so well done and it was such a great story. Um, it was hard to listen to, but I read it for Asian Pacific Heritage Month and, oh, cool. um, and I do not regret. It was so good. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds great. It was a great audiobook. Nice. Awesome. awesome. Okay, so um, you could say that in the in-death world, Rourke has a monopoly on several things. When you play Monopoly, what piece do you choose? 
top hat. <laughs> thimble? Thimble. Yes, another top hat. <laughs> Nobody else has said top hat. That's fine. I like the little sturdy short pieces. I guess this just relates to myself. I'm just exactly. a short person. I hear you. I hear you. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we know from Immortal, you don't know, but we know from Immortal that Rourke sings in the shower. Do you sing in the shower? Oh, I would guess for Emily, she 100% sings in the shower. I 100% sing in the shower. I sing and win arguments with people. That's what happens in the shower. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, That's I, what the shower is for, right? It, it, yes. Also washing your hair, but winning arguments yeah. and having concerts. I listen, to yeah. pod, I listen to podcasts. So I'm in the shower. I turn them up really loud and I set it on my sink. So. I'm not going to lie. I've done that too. So. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. You got to fit it in when you can, right? Right. All right. We'll try this one out. What gadget from the in-depth world would you most want to have today? So um, that's not something you would know about, but in the future, let's, let's, let's do that. What gadget from the future? Would okay. You like we could do more of times change times was of a Nora future. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think... I think I'd want that spaceship, you know, I need to travel faster. I need to get places faster. <laughs> so um, my family lives in the Midwest and I live on the East Coast. So if I get there in like five minutes instead of hours, that'd be awesome. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mine is also the spaceship, but I don't want to travel to like meet my family and my people. I want to meet new people like space travel one day, like commercial yeah. space. I'm not travel. going to see my family. I'm going to Europe. But like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think commercial my space family. travel one day, you know, that's going to be a thing. And I would love to to commercially travel through space. It nice. is a thing. It is a thing in the end death series. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Ooh. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So this has nothing to do with in death. Uh, what is your most controversial opinion? Oh, You want to know what AJ's is? Yeah, let's hear yours. AJ's is that the Princess Bride is overrated. Oh, don't the even book for sure. We're gonna have words. <laughs> I am actually- I was in college. My most controversial opinion that I stated in a lit class because I took a lot of literature courses was I thought that William Shakespeare wrote fan fiction. And the professor I told that to was like, (gasps) (laughs) I love that. That's what everybody wrote back then. Like back in the day, you didn't want to read stories about people you didn't know. Why would you care about that? So everybody wrote different versions of characters that were familiar. It was all fan fiction. Right. I love that. That is. I don't know if it's very controversial now, but at the time, the situation and the audience I said it to, they were shocked. Yeah, (laughs) I bet. But I love it. I love that. That's a great one. I guess what I'm going to say, I don't think Emily even knows this for sure. And she's like, not going to like it, which <laughs> it's not it's gonna be it's the not, breakup of our podcast and our friendship. <laughs> it's not book related, but I like don't care about superhero movies like at all. I haven't seen like most of them. Like sometimes Emily brings them up on the podcast and I just like nod at her <laughs> like I know what she's talking about because I don't. Not know that about you, Kara. You want to chime in on that one? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'll like I'll like say something about Marvel, and Tara's like, 
Good news is this is not like a deal breaker for me. We can right. still be good. <laughs> good, good. Okay. It's not for me either. And I'm a big dork as far as that kind of stuff goes. So. All right. So <laughs> I still love her. Um, Rourke has an unusual collection of weapons of war. What unusual collection do you have? We've both been purging a lot the last year. Oh, like the, the only Mario condoing everything. Oh, of course. Mm. The only I used thing to I really elephants collect- as a kid. Elephant? It wasn't a choice though. <laughs> like you know how like you say, oh, I like this thing, and, and then, then everyone, everyone gives you that thing. So like every birthday and Christmas, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and would give me elephant stuff. And so I had all, I mean, all sorts of elephants. What broke that camel's back is my Grammy, uh, my, my grand, my grandmother, she gave me this elephant and then told me the history of it. And it was that she got it because one of the neighbors of her best friend passed away. And, um, and then people had like a garage sale of all of her stuff. And then she told me that the woman had passed away and we can cut this out of the podcast, but this woman <laughs> passed away and they didn't know about it for three days. And so I was like, this mm. elephant. And then she gave you the elephant? The house with this lady. And I put all the elephants away. Like all of them were gone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. It was oh over. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, that would freak me out too. It was really, I mean, yeah. horribly sad. And also for a 14 year old girl, I was like, what? So yeah. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. Yeah. Good. HL, yeah. what about you? What's your, what's the your o- collection? The only thing, I don't know if it's weird, but the only thing I think I feel like I currently collect is I have like a favorite contemporary artist. Her name is Sally Nixon. And oh. I have, now I probably have about, 10 of her prints and two originals <laughs> and I just told Eric like two days ago oh, sorry I told my husband a couple days ago I was like I was like she's got more and so I'm pretty sure he's bought me more for my <laughs> nice <laughs> I was gonna say oh no that's weird but she's actually really awesome she's a great artist and yeah um it's a really cool that's collection awesome. thank you they're all over my house <laughs> I'm I'm all for people collecting art yeah for sure okay so Occasionally, Eve will allow Peabody to stop for food, and more often than not, that is some sort of hot dog. <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. And I've and I've seen this graph, and it, it was a helpful graph about about like toppings and innards and if it's a sandwich, but I just can't get behind a hot dog being a sandwich. This has been I a don't very either. controversial question on our, on our podcast because I do not think it's a sandwich at all. And people are like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it is not. I mean, I would never say I want a hot dog sandwich, which makes me feel like it's not one. I also think like you can go to any sort of deli and get a turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich or whatever. You can't get a hot dog there. Sandwich isn't even in the name. I, I feel like we solved this one and it's good now. Her daughter's like, a hot dog is a taco. And we're all yeah. like, no. Oh. Definitely throwing, not. That's throwing a new I just made a laugh. We're like, I mean, honestly, kind of. Closer. They're, they're Closer the same yes. sandwich. Not in the same sandwich family, though. Right. Okay. What lessons are you taking away from 2020? I mean, the probably the best lesson that we did was that we can like stay connected to people like better, you know, like, like, I don't know why, because we've lived hundreds of miles away for years, but something about 2020 made it like now we have like 
Zoom dinners with our family on a regular basis. Obviously, me and Emily, we like talk and Zoom and stuff all the time. And I, I don't know why it took a pandemic to do it because it wasn't connected to the pandemic to kind of make it happen. But uh, but yeah, now now I feel like we're like in this role of just being like more connected at a distance. Yes, I, I like that. I think I'm much more picky about who I spend time with. Um, and, uh, like I cut out a lot of the, like, I realized so many things didn't matter. Um, and I don't have to, um, you know, feel obligated to do those things anymore. And instead with the precious time that we do have and getting to see other people, I really narrowed that down to who's the most important and who I want to prioritize and, um, 2020 really made that really clear for me about who that was going to be. So, um, yeah, it was awful, but now we made it. Yay. So Yay. far. Yeah. Oh, those are both great answers. Yeah. Um, if Mira's playlist contains some songs from Mavis Freestone, some people might be surprised. What band or artist would people be most surprised to find on your playlist? man i don't know if people will be surprised but i still hitting up some late 90s like it's nobody's business (laughs) same (laughs) same um i'm listening to another podcast and one of their episodes that i listened to last week is called mbop and so all this week i've just been listening to hanson AJ is a huge dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember distinctly yes. when I like when I started listening to Hanson because I was on a trip with my family in Colorado and our cousin brought the Hanson CD and we listened to it the entire way there. My dad had to stop at a Best Buy so we could buy one of the CDs <laughs> so we could listen to it on the way home. And he was just like, I'm really glad you guys are into music. Really glad. You know, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, he's super into music. So he's always really great about going and buying us the, the CDs that we wanted to listen to. He didn't try to force us. He picked up a lot of Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and bewitched. And yeah, he got all those for us because he's a good dad, but Hanson was, it was, he's just really glad that we like music. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's sweet though. Wonderful. Yeah. I don't know if you watch um, Mass Singer. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. That very first episode, I was like, Hanson. I knew it was Hanson, too. They just got, they were on Mass Singer, Emily, and they yeah. just okay. got revealed. And they, yeah. were, they were Russian stacking dolls. Oh, I do remember people speculating about the Russian stacking dolls. It was I, so obvious there was Hanson. It was Hanson. <laughs> as like, soon yeah, as I 100%. watched it, I texted AJ. I was like, do you watch you watch that singer, right? And she's like, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, now I remember you do. Right. Knew, but I didn't want to know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 The whole time. And then after she watched it, she's like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I called that. It was, I just kept I yelling it. at the TV like the whole time. I kept being like, just sing Mbop. Like, <laughs> Love it. Give the people what they want. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So the last question is just um, besides our podcast or yours, what is your favorite podcast to listen to? My favorite is Date with Dayline. <laughs> I love I love Dateline and um and these girls 
Katie and Kimberly, they talk about it. And uh, so first I watch Dateline and then I listen to their podcast. Too. <laughs> That's awesome. I love huh. it. So I'm currently listening to a D&D podcast called Dungeons and Daddies. Um, oh. And it's not a BDSM co- podcast. Um, it is. Um, <laughs> that's like their tagline, the official tagline of the show. <laughs> it's about the awesome. dads um, who um, they are carpooling to like a soccer game and they and their sons are um, like go through this wormhole into the forgotten realms and they get separated from the kids. And so now each of them, they're all like on this journey to try to get their kids back. And they're like supposed to be growing as dads, but it is so hilarious. Like I laughed so much last week that I think I got like better abs or something. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a workout listening to Dungeons Daddies. It's so funny. That's funny. Um, That is funny. They just got like uh, the first, like, 25 episodes they have um they have a librarian character who's evil and I always love when librarians are evil because I work in a library so um (laughs) they have an evil librarian and I just love it so much it's so funny so Dungeons and Daddies highly recommend like I love funny D&D stuff (laughs) that's great Heidi did you I think it aired was it last week or the week before um about the teacher in Michigan that was murdered I don't know if I've heard, if I've listened to last week's yet. Okay. I don't know if you saw the episode or not. I was going to tell you, I knew her. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a big, huge deal here. That's yeah. Awful. Her husband, they finally, um, they finally arrested her husband last year or the year before. And oh we all God. knew it was him, but they yeah. it's always the husband. husband. It's always oh the husband. Oh, he I was a dick. He had her serve. She taught, she's a teacher and at, um, Kent careers skill center here. Um, and she was a healthcare teacher. Um, mm-hmm. He had her served with divorce te- papers in the middle of class. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. He was, a, he, was, he was a terrible human. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is awful. Yeah. yeah, it was awful. So. Yeah. My I husband, just wondered since you were a fan if you had seen it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've listened to that one yet, but um, but yeah, my husband's always like, Should I be afraid that you watch all of these? I'm like, why should you be afraid? The husband <laughs> always does. The husband's it. always the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know how to hide a body in Michigan, so we've talked about that a couple times. On Jen, yeah. the more places you say that, the more concerned. Right. She <laughs> can never hide a body because everyone would be like, she knows, she knows how to yeah, hide a body. Yeah, no, I really can't kill anybody. It's like I've said it on a couple podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Too many podcasts. That option's gone. That option's gone. I can't do <laughs> Sorry, it now. Jen. Box yourself in. Too bad. Yeah. I mean... Not that I would ever murder anybody, anyways, but mm-hmm. it sounds less true the more. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for our questions. Thank you for asking them. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about Emily, but I am like really interested to hear this Night Tales like in depth connection you're gonna have to make sure you give a lot of foundation because we don't know anything well AJ and I have talked about this for years actually Mm -hmm. okay that Althea and Gage are very similar to even Rourke okay they're not a a couple oh sorry AJ you hadn't revealed that part (laughs) yeah no so um AJ's actually got a whole list of stuff but okay so Althea and Gage yes because uh-huh. they're not a couple. They're not one of the couples. Okay. But just they're separately. We feel like they're the prototypes for even work. 
Oh, I can't oh, wait okay. to hear more of this because I lo- I think Althea was my favorite Night Tales heroine. Okay. She um, was really great. We really liked her. T- we were going to have Tara kind of go over unless, oh, AJ, yeah. wants, unless AJ, um, AJ wants to kick it off. No, no. I mean, because we, yeah, we thought would start because probably a lot of your listeners aren't, uh, you know, familiar with the in-death world. Mm-hmm. So thought we started up by kind of going over that a little bit. Yeah. And that's Tara's job. Hi, Tara. Yay. Okay. (laughs) So the InDust series is about Lieutenant Eve Dallas, uh, who works for the New York Police and Security Department. So this is set, the first book is set in 2058. And the NYPD gets a little bit of an upgrade on their name. Um, There's a lot of electronic crime and stuff that's kind of become a forefront in this kind of series that we're not seeing in books set in this time period, obviously. Um, So Eve, who, you know, we've kind of been talking about already, she's the central character of the book and um, of the series, of course. And Rourke is the other central character of the book, book series. And of course, a few books in, they do get married. They do become a couple. Rourke's history. Rourke is not a police officer. Rourke has kind of a shady history. Um, we learn through the series that he um, that he's well. It's pretty obvious from the beginning he's Irish, but his history, uh, his Irish history, is kind of suspicious. Um, that's kind of how they come together. Even Rourke is a suspect in the first book so that's kind of yeah so they come together through Rourke being a suspect and what a meat cute that is right and it's one of those like forbidden things like I can't be with this guy he's a suspect and he's like I can't be with her she's a cop you know so it's it's delightful you know (laughs) Um, but the series is now 50 plus books and there's this this like hovering backstory of Eve's that slowly has been trickling out through the series. Um, in the beginning, we got a lot of it. We get some chunks here and there, and then there's like stuff that kind of tapers off and comes back and, and whatever. Um, and same goes for work. We get to learn a little bit more about him as the series goes on, but the central part of the books is their relationship and how it works into their everyday lives. Rourke is a billionaire. He owns all the things. Like, what's his name? Um, Gage. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and um, Eve is not at all what you'd expect to be married to a billionaire or a billionaire or a quadrabazillionaire, because I don't know what Rourke's actual level would be at this point, <laughs> the man who owns the world. Um, she's very plain. As far as, you know, she doesn't care about what she looks like. She doesn't care what other people think of her. She just does what she does. She's pretty kick-ass. I don't know. Um, and Rourke is, of course, sexy and the epitome of what women would want. You know, just, again, fall, falling into that expectation, I guess you could say. Um, and... The last part I wanted to say was the series being set in the future, even though Nora started writing those books in the 90s, so things have kind of changed, and and what she thought in the 90s would be like the height of electronic advancement has changed in the last, you know, 
a lot of years. I don't want to math right now because it just makes me feel old. Um, but what did I say? <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like the story revolves around crime on Eve's end and we're kind of helping her, I guess, is if you were to say like the most basic storyline is this is an in-death book eve has a murder to solve because she's a homicide cop and rourke is her husband who is really really good at tech stuff so a lot of times they're using tech to help solve the crime and so then rourke is there kind of as her right hand man also literally her husband and between the two of them and eve's band of cops and followers and friends and sometimes her cat we come to the end of the book like there you know we we get to go on this lovely journey with them every book um but it literally starts with two people who shouldn't have been in love with each other which is kind of super great to me i don't know and i'm really bad at this i was going to prepare that a little better but i didn't <laughs> no I, I that was great yeah and so I, i'm i'm interested so um you know, Gage's story was published in 1991 and Althea's story was published in 1993. When was this, when was the first in death, you know? 95. 95. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hmm. So you could see those, those, those things are percolating. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to try to imagine Althea and Gage together though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm. Right. And that's and yeah. that's the thing with even Rourke. It's like even even the people that know them are like, what is yeah, like what, what the hell is happening here? What like they happen? don't go together. Yeah. yeah. But, but they do. they do, they do. But they I do, think, and boy do they. Boy do they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think one thing that is really interesting is we, especially the early nineties, um, Nora has a lot of family stories or a lot of connected stories. And mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we read the McGregor's in the mid eighties. And then um, we read, you know, a couple, like couple uh, duologies together. And then uh, we just finished up the Stanislavski's and the Calhoun women. And, um, yeah, and those are all, you know, like quick story together. Um, yeah. But Nora has written the same, well, JD Robb, Nora has written the same characters for 50, like 52 books, 51 books. Yeah. And, yeah. That's crazy to me to spend that much time with the same characters. It, yeah. How she much time is passing from the first book to the 50th book? Uh, three it, years. Yeah. I believe we're hey. in 2061 now. Okay. So they're almost to their, they're almost to their third Wait. wedding anniversary. They yeah. Wow. Yeah. They have yeah. a busy nothing. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's really entertaining to be in the fandom because people are like, you know, well, you know, this person could be Eve, you know, they're fan casting and they're like, you know, the, story, the series started 25 years ago. She can be, you know, I know she's 50, but she could play Eve. And we're all like, no, she could not. <laughs> you know, the story only spans three years. Like right. still only 31, 32 now, I think. Mm -hmm. But it's like, <laughs> come on, people. Wow. I mean, obviously and Nora loves <laughs> those characters that she made. Oh. Right. And and for fans, it would be like if if you thought of your favorite Nora couple, okay, of all time. Mm -hmm. And now you've got 50 books of just them. Yeah. You know, it, wow. it's so great. And I the, think Penny and I both know who our favorite Nora couple is. Do you? 
What? What are you going to say? Jake and Sarah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one's the, Jake which and Sarah that? from Lawless, her oh. only historical oh. romance. Oh, okay. Oh, well, her well, only Western historical romance. Okay. Right. Nah, McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah <laughs> yeah. Conway, Jake Redman. They were great. And okay. yeah, it was my favorite 80s book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. It's also interesting that they got married, I um, like in the fifth book, I think. Even Rourke get married. Third. Third. Third, third book. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. And so they've been married for all of these books. Mm-hmm. Nora doesn't typically write a ton about her, you know, in her romances, them getting married is kind of the end of the story. Actually, right. that was her that was what she wanted to do with the yeah, series. She wanted to, to explore a marriage. That was the whole oh, point okay. of writing them. Well, not the whole point, but one <laughs> of the big points of it. Yeah. yeah. And I, actually, and one of the best things for me, at least, about the books is how much growth the characters have. Because, I mean, they literally only knew each other for, what, six months when they got married? Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. So, like, a lot of their early parts of their marriage are them, like, getting to know each other basically so um so yeah there's a lot in those early books you know we're yeah. rereading we're i mean we're what about a third of the way through the series now um approximately yeah yeah so they're getting to the point that they're at now where they're you know they're a married couple and they're more comfortable with each other and some of the things that were kind of they kind of pushed at each other about in the beginning they don't so much anymore yeah you know so yeah. Do they have kids? No, they no. don't. No. The really oh, cool no. thing that I left out because I want we I know we were focusing so much on even Rourke and their likenesses to these characters is that in this fifty these fifty plus books we also get to explore the people around them. There are some incredible supporting characters who are a huge part of especially Eve's growth, but even Rourke. Um, and the two of them together and just the comfort that they find in this family that they've created. So that's, I think, one of the other huge yeah. pulls of that series is that there are charming, exciting, like secondary characters that you do care enough about to also sit through 50 books of alongside even Rourke. So. Yeah, I'm feeling like I, I'm like so fascinated by this because Emily and I talk about, you know, some of these things that we like that we love when we get snippets of when we're just reading our our Nora's or our family series, we get to peek back in at a couple or, you know, she explores some side characters. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to read in death. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I am curious. You talked about, you know, with Althea, because I said I loved Althea. Um, And Althea has this, is revealed to have this very sad backstory of being in the foster system. Mm-hmm. And um, so is that is that pulled through with Eve too? Well, let me go through it. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Eve has a whole spreadsheet. Of because he is me, I have a spreadsheet. Beautiful. Okay, I want to hear so, it. We'll go through Althea first then. Um, well, as we said, Eve Dallas is a lieutenant. Uh, she's had 10 years on the job. Althea is also a lieutenant. She also has 10 years on the job. Um, Colt has this nickname. She, he calls her Lieutenant rather than Althea a lot of the time. And that is also Rourke's nickname for Eve. He calls her Lieutenant. Right. Um, Althea has a friend on the force, if you'll remember, an older cop named Sweeney. 
Eve's former partner is an older cop that trained her, and his name is Feeney. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Althea keeps a bowl of sugared almonds on her desk. Um, Feeney, Eve's former partner, keeps a bag of sugared almonds with him all the time. Wow. Um, Feeney and his uh, much, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. at a certain point in the book, uh, Nightshade, Althea gets a call about a domestic dispute. And it's a guy who had a fight with his wife and then he grabbed their daughter and he ran up the stairs and Althea goes uh-huh. chasing up the stairs. And um, and then Colt ends up killing the, the guy and saving the girl. Mm hmm. The interesting thing about the end death series is it opens when it opens Eve Dallas is having a nightmare about a call that she got the night before. And it's a, it's a domestic dispute where the husband was having a fight with the wife, grabbed the girl, ran up the stairs. And, but in, here's the difference between Nora and JD Rob uh, in the end death series by the time Eve gets to the guy, he's already killed the girl and she has, and he attacks Eve and Eve has to kill him. Wow. So that is that, that was trauma that she had right at the very beginning that has to be explored because it brings up all of the stuff from her childhood. So, um, so yeah, like, like you said, I mean, Althea's father was abusive and uh, says in the book that he was killed when she was six and then her, her mother walked out when she was eight and then she was put in the foster system for Eve. Uh, Eve's mother, uh, both mother and father were abusive. I think it says that Eve's mother walked out. She's not sure. She's she not thinks sure. Yeah. maybe when she was two or three, two or three. and <laughs> then Eve's father abused her until she was eight and sort of accidentally but on purpose killed him wow he killed him yes yes he was he was raping her consistently to groom her to sell her to other men yeah oh my god yeah Yeah. it's a whole thing yeah it goes dark that is really dark that, that's dark, yeah. Dark. That's one of the one of the big differences between yeah. in death and regular Nora books. In death t- tends to be very dark, like that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. So At that particular time, he broke her arm. And right. She had been cutting a piece of cheese because she was so hungry, and so she stabbed him with it. Wow. Yeah. So then she she got scared and left the the they were in a hotel in the hotel room and she was found by some police officers and then eventually put into the system. So that's where she and Althea, you know, are the same. It takes her a couple books to remember all that, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah. It's good. She didn't hit you with all that right at once. Cause yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it it takes a while. It's a couple books. Yeah. When we were reading that, we felt like nightshade was, um, was one of the darker books in the Night Tale series because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're the whole, in all of that book, they're searching for this missing 13 year old girl um, who they find out has um, kind of gotten um, 
sex trafficked and into this group of men who make really rough, violent, um, um, like pornos. And so they're trying to rescue this girl, knowing that all of this bad stuff is happening to her the entire time, which is definitely not something we had seen in Nora's before. Like they were always mm-hmm. able to get there before the bad thing happens. And right. so in this one, the bad thing, well, I mean, there were a couple serial killers, you know, bad things happen, but <laughs> um, you know, this was a, a one where they rescue the girl and she's got all of this trauma that she has to kind of go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't much darker Nora than, which makes sense why then she would kind of, yeah, continue with that material in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I do have, this is something that I think when we talked about it, because, uh, Tara hadn't read the, um, the night tale series, she's only read in death. And I, um, <clears throat> read this kind of passage from, I think it's a uh, nightshade and it, it, it could be honestly word for word, word for word from the in death series. So did you read the end of, did you read night tales after i read these two these that's two. it okay yeah the other one for one time no I, she was I, like can i read just those two or do i have to read the whole series i'm so confused it's not that i don't want to i just literally don't have time no no it, understood yes we feel the same way we are often the reading schedule is ridiculous yeah right yeah so um i don't know let me let me go through um night shadow real quick and yeah, i'm we'll so see. interested to hear about this one because it is so different from any nor i've read yeah. yeah it felt like it wasn't a complete story like i needed i needed her to continue it because there were so many unanswered questions for me yeah you mean night I shadow or yeah night shadow? Night shadow yeah 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 so, and, yeah. and again, this is this is the in death series. This is like you had that feeling at the end of it, but with us, we got oh, we've got fifty more books, right? <laughs> you know, just keep bragging, just rub it in. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there's a solution. Yeah. You could read those books, right? <laughs> yeah. And when the and when Naked and Death came out, that's the first book. You know, we didn't have that. Yeah. Did they? Did she know that it was going to be like? She often would sign contracts saying, like, I'm going to write three books. Was that how Indes started? It was supposed to be a trilogy? It was supposed to be... Well, so that's kind of... um, Sort of... It's She's sort of kind of in bag with that answer. She was originally... She's originally contracted for three books. Okay. So, um, but I think she has said that she always kind of planned for more if she could. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, so when the first three books were a big hit, she was like, and they were like, okay, we want you to keep going with it. So did it feel like the the first three have an arc and then very much so. Yeah. Yeah. They, they followed, they very much followed the, the standard story arc where at the end of the third book, they get married. Right. Right. Yeah. The first, the first book they meet and they first start to get together. The second book is more kind of like, boy loses girl yeah they break up for a while yeah and then at the end of the second book they commit like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna get married the third book is everything leading up to the marriage to the actual wedding ceremony yeah 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 don't really get much (laughs) no yeah so um if we go through night night shadow well first of all 
we know that the heroine's name is Deborah O'Rourke. So right there, <laughs> right? Like, you know, um, at one point in in the book, uh, Deborah says to Gage, "You're not going to tell me you own this place too," and he says to her, "No, would you like to?" Uh, that happened several times in the end death series. And one I put here from one of the books, Eve says to Rourke, you don't like own the aquarium, do you? And he says, no, would you like to? Wow. Um, when she first sees Gage's house, she's describing it and, and she's saying towers and turrets rose up from the sky, high mullioned windows gleamed from the, uh, with the sun, terraces jetted out, then danced around corners. When Eve first sees Rourke's house, she thinks she sees uh, towers and turrets speared up into the sky. It's terraces and strong lines jetted out. There were lots of glass and lights burning gold behind the windows. Wow. Um, in, in Night Shadow, you know, Deborah, once she starts dating Gage, her nickname becomes Darling Deb. Yes. Uh, Rourke calls Eve darling Eve and they <laughs> they have you know because it's the future they have a computer that runs the house and he even programs the computer to call her darling Eve wow oh. and it embarrasses um, her when her cops hear it right oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this this one we thought was funny uh, at a certain point you know in in night shadow uh, Gage shows up at Deborah's apartment and then he calls and here comes this waiter with a rolling tray and he's bringing breakfast over. Right. In Naked in Death, Rourke shows up at Eve's apartment, then calls a waiter with a rolling tray that comes in with dinner. Wow. Um, during that breakfast, uh, Gage gives Deborah coffee, his own special blend. And, and she tells him, you know, you don't play fair. Um, Rourke gives Eve coffee, which in this world is rare because of the depletion of the rainforest. So there's really not a lot of coffee around. So they not a place for Emily. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, uh, mostly it's like a soy substitute, but Rourke of course has the real thing because he's Rourke. And so he gives her coffee. It's the first time she's had real coffee and it's a big deal in the series. And it was a big moment for her. So later on she gets a delivery and it's a bag of coffee from Rourke. So that's a big deal in the series. This whole thing about coffee. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes about how they can never be like split up because she can't give up the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) He knows how to yeah. woo a lady, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Does. You know, um, so does he is Rourke his last name, his first name, his only name? Is it like Madonna? <laughs> like it's like Cher. Rourke. It's, it's like Cher Rourke. or Elvis. It's just oh, Elvis. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's That's again Rourke. a very big uh, debate. It really, just is Rourke over yeah. whether he has a first name or not? Because I mean, his father's last name is is Rourke. Yes. So, but he was also abused as a child. Oh, right. okay. his father was a terrible person. So, um, and his name was Patrick. So there's a lot of speculation in the fandom because Rourke kind of just took his last name and ran with it. And, um, you know, it's never revealed. And Nora has said several times that it won't be. 
Oh, wow. Uh, right. So there's what in portrait, um, which is, we're getting to it pretty soon here. Um, he, he finds out a couple, something, I won't spoil it for you, but he finds out some things and um, he actually has to, he looks up his birth certificate and it's never even revealed then. Mm. He does find out it is, he's a year younger than he thought he was, but. <laughs> not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not even revealed then. So um, does Rourke moonlight as a mass vigilante that can turn invisible? <laughs> he does not. He yes. does not. not but uh, Gage does have that kind of bat cave, that like secret bat cave yes. with all the computers, and everything. Rourke has the same thing. OK. Same sort of like a big room that's filled with illegal computers because. So, right. but, but if so, he's not using his bat cave to be a vigilante. What is he using the information he's getting in the bat cave for? Um, well, <laughs> well, for you know, purposes it, or? in the future, uh-huh. um, in this future, anyway, <laughs> uh, the government uh, watches sees everything, everything you online. do, watches everything you do online. Yeah. Okay. His illegal computers are disconnected from that service. Yeah. They're uh-huh. unregistered. So right. He, but he yeah. is invisible. He is kind yeah. of invisible. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, uh, very tense, heavy and very uh, sneaky. You could kind of say that he turns into Gage once he meets Eve. A little. Because, yeah. yeah. He, he helps her. Helping Eve quite a bit. So mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's crazy. And here's the yeah. other here's the other um, scene that blows people away when we tell them about it. People in the in death fandom. There's a moment where um, Deborah finds out that Gage has said something. I don't know. She's angry at him and she storms over to his house and, you know, goes into the house and, you know, he's upstairs. She goes up to his office and they have the big <clears throat> fight. And then it says that she turns around and it, it says in the book, Gage puts pushed a button under the desk and had the lock snap into place. Um, in the second book, same thing. Eve and Rourke had a fight. Eve storms over to his house, goes into his office. They have this big fight in his office. Then she turns to go and it says at the desk, Rourke cursed himself for a fool and hit the button to engage the locks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's really, I mean, I mean, you guys have convinced me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to like picture Althea engaged together. And it's just so. No, I mean, that's just so like, not, I don't know. It's like they're, when you try to put the same ends of a battery together and they push you, that's what it's like in my mind. It's like, don't do it. (laughs) Well, that's, that's kind of the thing because they're very much. I mean, they come from different sides of the kind of law and order spectrum, you know, there is a former criminal that's still kind of a criminal when they meet, you know, he's still kind of doing shady things on the side. And, um, you know, Eve's this cop that's completely 100% committed to justice. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, on paper, they probably shouldn't work. But they do. Yeah, sparks fly when they when they meet. That's for sure. Wow. So, no, and they're, it's, they're great. I mean, we know, I know we made it sound like they were super dark and depressing, and, but there's also, there's also a lot of parts in it too. There's a lot of really great levity, a lot of great banter. I mean, you guys know, you read Nora. No, yeah. Nobody does banter as well as Nora. I mean, honestly, 
And these books are filled with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I've been meaning to, you know, pick up Thin Dads, but as Emily said, we are, we're like, just, I mean, you guys know how prolific this woman was like, you know, and, um, and, you know, most episodes were covering multiple books. And so, but I've been meaning to pick up in death and I want it even more now because of, of, I mean, these characters, I'm like, how is this going to work? And the, and (laughs) and all this build, like you just get so much more, you know, so much more. Mm -hmm. We did mention a lot um, when we were talking about Night Tales about how um, sometimes they wrapped up a little too quickly and it was like they they have all these things that are keeping them apart and then they just decide we're going to be together. And I'm like, but like, I'm glad I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) But first, like, what are the practicalities of you guys being together? And so it seems like she answers those in, in death because you get to see them going through the practicalities of what it means to choose to be together. Right. And um, so, yeah, that definitely sounds like something that we need to, to read. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We also know, like, we talk all the time about how awesome Nora is at writing side characters. And, um, and she is able to tell almost like a complete... Um, a complete love story and just a few scenes between some of her side characters. Yeah. And that was evident in goodness. The last one, what is that one called? Heidi night shield. Yeah. Um, the last of the night tale series, there is a side couple um, that work in the bar that the, our main character is mm-hmm. going undercover yeah. in and they have a great, just, I think they only have a handful mm-hmm. of scenes in the whole book mm-hmm. and they tell a complete love story that I just, love like fell in love with them i love them so much yeah and my notes for that episode i just wrote down their names with a heart next to it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we discuss that a lot on our show um there's several other couples that kind of come together in the course of the series um who are your guys's favorite side characters um my favorite is louise but we, we just met her. Um, you guys wouldn't meet her until what? It's Conspiracy. I think it's her first one. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, Peabody is everybody's favorite side character. Well, Louise's, Louise's, uh, you know, love interest. Yeah. We meet him in the first book. We meet, yes. We meet her yes. future yeah. love interest and, in the very first book. And that's wow. interesting. You should tell them about Charles. Okay, so Charles is what they call in the future a licensed companion, which is a prostitute, but prostitution is legal in the future. It's just regulated, which is a good thing. Um, So um, Eve meets him because he knows the first victim, right? Is that how they meet? Yes. Yeah, he knows the first victim. And so she goes to interview him and he kind of floats with her and, you know, starts... They, they kind of have this little banter thing. And so, and she comes away from it going, you know, he's, he's kind of fun, you know, <laughs> and he actually ends up helping her solve the case um, by letting her know that he remembered that there was diaries that the first victim kept. Um, and then later on, we meet him again in another book in the series. What about five in six in what's holiday six. Um, and he's he's joined a dating service because he wants a he wants a girlfriend outside of his job, you know. And of course, that's kind of a hard thing to do. <laughs> 
when you're a licensed companion, you know. So he meets Louise in the book we just finished, actually. Yeah. Uh, production. But prior to that, he's dating Eve's oh, right. partner. Sort of dating Eve's partner, Peabody. Um, she's also dating McNabb, who is another cop. So there's like, as Tara calls it, the stupid love triangle books. There's like stupid four love of them. triangle. <laughs> yeah. And we're all like, come on. We all know how this is going to end. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So then he meets Louise and um, she doesn't care at all. You know, he tells her what she do, what he does. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, they go out and they they end up together. And they got married a couple books ago here. So, um, yeah, it's been a while, actually. But it seems like a couple books. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. A, a really progressive thing that Nora did there. Making yeah. prostitution illegal and something that nobody cares about. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It's and it's, it's, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. then Eve also has a best friend. Her her name is Mavis, Mavis. which we have a character in the uh, uh, Nightshade, I think Night it is. Shade. Yeah. And her last name is Mavis. So there's another connection. But Eve's best friend is Mavis and she becomes like a pop star. <laughs> so I, I describe her as like um, Lady Gaga on steroids or oh my gosh that kind of thing. yeah and their friendship is really interesting because i i've always been like really i i could not take Eve mavis as a friend because she's so like out there and crazy and nuts but like how does he put up with her because i find her a little annoying honestly but <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's everybody else loves her she's loving, and she's yeah. fun and she livens yeah. up a book what I love most about Mavis is that when Eve really needs advice, Mavis is solid with the advice, like mm-hmm. right there. And it's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And you're going to do this. And too bad if you don't like it. And, you know, she does it and it works out. So. Yeah. In the second book, when she, Eve is having a break with Rourke, she goes to Mavis's house and they get drunk together and they, yeah. you know, Talk appropriate about best friend behavior exactly yeah yeah there are so many great side characters in the series uh, it's hard to um aj mentioned feeney captain feeney who was eve's former partner we love feeney. um he is <laughs> feeney's universally loved i think <laughs> he's just exactly the kind of cop you need in every cop story like yeah he's he's old school and sarcastic and cool to a fault like he's just great i don't know i i can never get enough of of captain feeney um and also it's really cool because again 50 books eve has a whole squad because she's the lieutenant of 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 homicide so she's got all these cops who work under her so you get to know these people slowly through the series again it's just like the luxury of of getting these people that you're like, oh my gosh, it's great to see that person again. And that person's a detective now. And just, there's so many things that like, I don't, I don't want to indulge in too much information for you guys, because I want you to read it. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And another thing that's great is that, you know, work ends up connecting with so many of them too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he ends up like him and him and Feeney end up having like the best romance ever. And we're all like, we love the, we love the Rourke Feeney bromance. It's so great. But also McNabb and Rourke also, because, you know, Feeney and McNabb are both in what they call the electronics detective division. So it's all computers. Um, you know, they, 
investigate all that stuff. So they're all, they're both kind of techie geeks too. So they kind of bond with Rourke over that. And, you know, and Feeney's basically like a father to Eve, which you figured that out in the first book. So I don't think that's really a spoiler. <laughs> so, I'm impossible uh, to spoil because I forget everything. And oh, even there you go. Something, there you when go. I read yeah, it, I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. So, yeah. You can't spoil me. I'm yeah. fine. So, um, so yeah, it's, so basically, <laughs> Feeney basically is, you know, Rourke's father-in-law at this point. Um, so, but they have such a great relationship. So it's fun. Well, okay. I, I'm so glad that you guys, like, that we got together and we talked about this because I did not, I, obviously, I know a lot about Nora's romance canon, but I don't know anything about in depth. It's just embarrassing. But now I feel like I know more. <laughs> which well, we're is glad. And yeah. I mean, I feel like I have to, I have to, I have to just have to go pick up Naked and Death. I mean, it, it just feels like these have the things you love about Nora, but then you just keep going. So yeah. it's like a win. <laughs> you know, we'll have to um, do this again when you guys read Remember When. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I know. I think that we read, we read Remember When, right? Because that's the one that is like two books in one and right it's yeah. remember when and then is it hot rocks is that the second well, one yes. remember when is the originally published book okay and it was split into two nora wrote it specifically to introduce nora fans to jd rob and jd rob fans to nora okay so the first part of it is the nora story um and then the second half is the even work story and they connect. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, we haven't read those really. But okay, then it was yeah. split into two. And it uh, was split into single two titles later. Yeah. Big and what, what were the titles of the two? Big Hot Jack. Rocks. Yeah. Big Hot Jack. Rocks was the one was the Nora story. Because right. I know that we've read Hot Rocks because we picked yeah. it up when we were living together in the apartment. Oh, you mean that we live uh, not for the podcast? You mean we just read? Yeah, it. no, no. This was like ten years ago. Well, more than okay. 10 yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, no. That, we read. Hot yeah, Rocks. Max and Laney are the hero and heroine in that one yeah and then so yeah the, the even work story kind of picks up from there interesting okay it has to do with it has to do with their granddaughter yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah well, all right well then we'll have to we'll let you guys know when we get closer to reading that one yeah it's gonna be a while for you guys i think that's what I was thinking before, like we, when we started talking about doing bonus episodes last summer, we um, started following your podcast and following your Instagram. We were like, we need to talk with them. And so um, I messaged AJ like last fall and we're like, yes, someday we're going to get, because we were in the (laughs) middle of the eighties at that point. And it took so long. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, um, but we also want to make, see if you guys are still good with doing a, um, uh, talking with us about the movie Carnal Innocence because we're going yeah. to be covering Carnal Innocence this summer, and okay. um, I think in August. Yeah, I think it comes. The episode will come out in August, and then we want to do a bonus episode the week after where we talk about just watching the movie. <laughs> so yeah, sure. So we would That'd record the the bonus episode probably in July. Um, okay. But yeah, I Heidi and I are testing out a couple different ways to do movie watches. Um, to see if we can um, can do one where we like we would watch all together and then or if it would be better if we watch it separately and then just talk about it. So okay. um, we'll yeah. play with that a little bit and then let you guys know if you're interested. And yeah, that'd be that. fun. Yeah. 
that'd be fun. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We Have did you guys a, read I don't know if you guys saw book? that, but we did a Bridgerton watch together and live. Yes. <laughs> I did see you guys doing that in January. I, I was a little surprised because it, Bridgerton doesn't seem very similar to In Death at all. We both, yeah. You have a list, AJ, about how, about yeah. how they connect. Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, it was really Bridgerton funny because in there was somebody in one of the JD Rob groups on Facebook that was like, I don't understand how they think Bridgerton and In Death are anything alike. And we're like, they're not. We're just watching the show and talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching it just because Jen and I because, are fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not because they're similar. It's because we were going to watch it anyway and, and, and tweet about yeah. it. But we're like, why don't we just tell everybody and then they can just follow it. Yeah. yeah. But it was yeah. just something we were doing for us. Yeah. It was. Yes. I mean, it's a fun show. So it was. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I can't okay. wait for season two. I think it's going to be awesome. I know. I'm excited for that. So excited about it. I, I do want to say, though, if I can interject here real mm. quick, because you guys do a thing where it's like read, read likes. Yes. So oh. um, for us, uh, if we're going to talk about a read alike for me, uh, there's a series by Suzanne Enoch, her uh, Samantha Jellico series. Okay. Very similar to In Death. Okay. But it's kind of reversed. The, the, uh, the heroine is the thief. And the hero is just a billionaire guy and she breaks into his house and it's a hilarious oh. ensues. But um, there's five books in that series and they're really good. That okay. sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I love Very a girl nice. thief. Yeah. We do love Norris thieves a lot. Oh, love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We actually, I've actually kind of made a list of similar to Rourke heroes that Nora has. Oh, who have you got on your list? Okay. Well, so not not very many thieves actually. The only one I've got is uh, Ryan Bulberry and Luke Callahan from yeah. Illusions and Homeport. Homeport. Uh, Homeport is one of my favorite Noras. Yeah, I like that one favorite too. Noras. That one. Yeah. I think I've said that probably like on ten episodes. I'm just like, yeah. Do you guys know? And I'm just like, no. Emily, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and then I, got, I just love a charming thief, and he's an amazing. Oh yeah, I mean, so yeah. Good. You will love Rourke. Um, and then I've got just because of the way they, um, you know, kind of the rich guy who's kind of suave and sophisticated and, you know, has to put up with the heroine's crap. Um, <laughs> and Trevor McGee from the um, Tears of the Moon series. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know if yeah. I agree with that one, but okay. See, I yeah, I was, I was going through my books today and was like, I just just because of his, I don't, I mean, Darcy, we won't even talk about that, but, um, but I just feel like just some of his some of his acts, the way he acts. Um, Sam Logan from Three Sisters. Sam, um, Rogan Sweeney from Okay, the Born In series, yeah. and I had Kian the the vampire from. Okay. Oh, this this list is help giving me a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a vibe. That I'm was kind of my idea or our idea. Um, you know, because that's kind of, and I've also got Jake Greystone on there just because I feel like he's got that arrogant, um, kind of. I don't even know how to describe it. He's very he's very workish in his kind of roguish actions. Um, but and I just fucking love. Pardon my French. Sorry. Nope. Um, I just love Jake. 
that's okay on our podcast, but this one, yeah. I'm not sure. Not this one, right? <laughs> I often curse and I'm like, Heidi. I know. And he's like, you got, okay, I'm going to do it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am a really... I have a, I work with children, but I have a really bad potty mouth and I curse a lot, but I want to seem like, I don't know, on our podcast, we don't. Even when we talk about like, it's fine. It's fine. You can do it. I was like, no, I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We swear a lot. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I was going to, Heidi, what was the name of that series that we read by Sherilyn Kenyon? The one that's set in Ireland where, um, Mac goes over to like, Mm. What is that? And the guy's name is Jericho and he Jericho Barons. Joke Jericho Barons. And I was gonna ask if you guys were familiar with this one. It's not um, the Dark Hunters, right? Can't. She does it, yeah. Um, but this is her non that series. Um, <laughs> it's not that one. Karen Marie. Yeah, I don't think I've read that one. Monty. I'm so mad. The fe- yeah. Is it just the fever fever series? Oh, that's Karen Marie moaning, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah that's Karen oh, Marie moaning. Right. We were reading them all together. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Marie moaning. So the fever series. Have mm-hmm. you guys read that one? Is that? Uh, yeah. I read some of it. I didn't read all of it. Does is Jericho like like Rourke? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Th- cause mm-hmm. That's how I imagine Rourke, just from like the outside looking in. I imagined him as Jericho Barons, and mm-hmm. I love Jericho. Yeah. So, yeah, you're yeah. going to love Rourke. Okay. All okay. Right. And, uh, you know, I, we've discussed this ad nauseum on our podcast, but there's times when Rourke is very problematic. Okay. Well, we've encountered that. We read all 80s. Yeah. Especially right. exactly. the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, if he can know. be as problematic as some of those 80 heroines. Yeah, see, we're here. You know, when it starts out, it's very 90s, like alpha male hero, mm-hmm. kind of pushy. And, um, but, you know, he mellows a lot. I mean, he does lock her into his right. room after fighting together. So, I mean, yeah, true. That, yeah. Morning, he, breaks into, he breaks into her apartment in the first book. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I find food, that very so. attractive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But also, he tells her what to wear when she doesn't know <laughs> she doesn't know what outfits to put together. But like He's in like, a good oh, way. She's like, thank God yes. you're here to tell me what to wear. Not That's like exactly that. what it is. Yes. Yeah. But, but she'll so come people. out and he'll go, not that jacket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's so many people in the fandom though that are like, I hate that he does that. And it's like she would I love it. rag him up and if he didn't do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's the fashionable one. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's funny. Yeah, totally. A true romantic partner will not let you walk out of the house looking awful, but they won't make you feel bad about exactly. And that's exactly it. That is yes. exactly it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's times where like he doesn't do that, you know, because he's distracted or upset about something, and he's like, "Why doesn't he tell me what to wear? Like, what's yeah. Like, why is he mad?" And the great part about it is that by the by the fiftieth book, she's like, she reaches for a jacket, and then she goes, "Oh, wait a minute. Okay." That, that Rourke wouldn't want me to wear that one. I should probably wear this one. Yeah. So she learns as it goes along. Yeah. It's it's just so great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, this has been really fun. Yes. 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 Very, very fun. Sorry, a little longer than you probably intended, but no, we'll we'll figure it out. And yeah. thankfully Zoom extended our um our right. Zoom meeting. Oh um, good. I got that like it was like that countdown up, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> it extended it for us, so. That's good. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no. It was a really great conversation. We weren't sure how it was going to go, so I'm yeah. really glad that it went yeah. so well. Yeah, it so, was fun. Yeah. Yeah, very fun. 
So we'll let you guys know about um, our movie watch of Carnal Innocence and yes. see um, if okay. we can set up a time to be able to do that. Thank you yeah. for moving us ahead an hour earlier. Um, sorry about that. That was my bad. <laughs> yeah. I was here. I was like, oh. Time zones are confusing. Here at 1 o'clock. Time zones like, are dumb. I'll email everyone and yeah. tell them to wait. And then I saw that you had joined the meeting and I was like, oh, I'll go meet with her. <laughs> It'll be fine. So yeah, Where are you I guys at? It. Where are you located? Oh, here you Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry. I'm in Southern Missouri, um, yeah. so I'm with Central you're Time. Central Time. Yeah, and I, I live in Boston. Okay. So yeah, so you're yeah. so Jen and, and you and I are all the three of us are all. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, <laughs> and just an FYI for you, Emily, mm-hmm. Eve Dallas is very confused by time zones as well. I I she saw. Is? I think that you guys posted a quote about her being that's like. A bit, that's a running thing throughout the series. They like, go to Denver why can't for something. The time zones be the yes. same everywhere. I don't yeah. understand this. Yeah. I just, even though Heidi has lived out on the East Coast for over 10 years now, I'm still just like, what time is it? Is it okay to text her now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always like very, like with Emily, when I talk about times, I always make sure I'm talking about her time because she yes. will not, she will not convert. <laughs> like I can't talk my own. She won't do it. So I have to always be like, your time, your time, central time, your time. <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny. So yeah. I love it. Thank you for being so flexible with that. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we'll um we'll message you soon and Heidi will get these recorded to you. Um and thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. It was great to meet you in person. Yeah. Bye, guys. I hope your son feels better. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. So uh, that was uh, that was the show that we did for with Romancy the Shelf. It was great. It was it was yes. a really fun it was show. Really nice. It was really fun. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, we had a great time talking to them. And, and I, I'm so looking forward to them finally reading the In Death series, or yes. or getting to at the very least getting to remember when. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and reading that portion of it because they said they've never read any. Right? No, they haven't read yeah, any. They haven't. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it'll be interesting for them, I think, uh, not just reading in depth, but you also get a glimpse of um, uh, you get you get, you know, the characters mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, with the Nora. But then, you know, the second part is, you know, their granddaughter and you get to right. see them at the very end. Yeah. the main characters again she talks about mm-hmm. them several times and it's it's always interesting i think yeah. that that was really smart of Nora that was to do. such a great move to yeah. do number one i mean it was such a smart marketing yeah. idea and it was just a good book i mean it's a good it really book. was that was really one of is. my favorites yeah and it was so, mine too you know i love it yeah so and that's uh, how that's how we got jen Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was my very first, <laughs> and you know, and I had been meaning to read them for a long time. It just that's what kind of triggered me into reading them because, yeah, the, mm-hmm. you actually find out some stuff in that one that happens like earlier in the series. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I have to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Listen, that's how she pulled all right. of us in. We were right, exactly. We were like, well, now I have to know. Now I have to yeah. know what happened, and that's so that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, it's really smart. Yeah, it was great. So, so we'll that. get to that one 
what what did we say in a couple months? A couple months. Yeah. yeah. Remember remember like yeah. Couple yeah. Purity, purity portrait imitation. And then, yeah, remember when's after that. Shoot. Really? It's that close. It's yeah. So <gasps> okay. I know. It's crazy. Something for you all to look forward to. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. going to go enjoy the rest of our vacation. Yeah. I'm, lay- I'm laying on the beach. So <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am that's okay. But you go lay on the beach. Thing that's or, okay. It could yeah. be the craft cruiser's day. I'm not sure. Well, you have fun doing whatever you're doing, Jen. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so that's it. So for podcast and death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in-death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo, and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROURKE. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.